Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Hello there, I'm your host Norm and this is the Cardboard Conjecture Podcast. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about some games I've played recently. And this is a top five show episode. And the topic is the top five games below the 2000 mark of Board Game Geek overall. And on this episode, the Council of Cardboard, the Meeple Dungeon. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by... Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They are the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. Well, hello there and welcome back. And uh, let's talk about some games that I've played recently. And uh, I'm going to start off by saying uh, the game I'm going to talk about right now is one of my favorite designers, probably top three, uh, one of my favorite artists and published by Quinn Games. And I'm talking about Carnegie, designed by Xavier George. And the art is by Ian O'Toole. And um, yeah, Ian O'Toole is basically the modern renaissance man of the board game art. There's there's uh, uh, an episode uh, back there in the, uh, in the archives of Cardboard Conjecture where we talk about some of our favorite artists. And uh, there's so many prolific artists out there. It's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. But um, back to Carnegie. And uh, I mean, it's going to be hard to say you know, bad things about something uh, that is like checking off all of, the, um, all of the boxes for me. So Carnegie is uh, gorgeous, first of all. <laughs> and uh, as far as the game itself is, it's a, uh, I mean, mechanism-wise, it's a, you've, you've got actions, it's area movement, there's uh, connectivity, uh, board connectivity in the map, not necessarily networking, but uh, the big thing here, um, kind of end-of-game bonuses that are in the guise of the philanthropy of Carnegie. And Andrew Carnegie, uh, I mean, if you do your research, everybody's got, you know, everybody's got some dark sides with their positive sides. It's a balance, light and dark. I just watched a lot of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, uh, the concept of Carnegie is the, the, the philanthropy of, uh, of motivated um, by this individual. And uh, I mean, if you do your research, for me, Carnegie, the first thing is like Carnegie Hall, right? Uh, a, a very esteemed um, uh, entity in the in the arts, and uh, also um, Carnegie responsible for uh, a lot. I think there's still, man, I, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna be conjecture here and throw out the number, but there's still like 25,000 Carnegie libraries in the United States that were uh, created 
by the, the, the philanthropy of this individual. So that's what the game's all about. You're a benefactor and a philanthropist. And uh, it's basically, um, you know, uh, uh, back in the days where there's uh, uh, wealth uh, uh, to be distributed. Not like there's not wealth today, but... Um, uh, so the idea is that uh, you're going to have your own little business and uh, that business is going to generate uh, the ability for you to be this philanthropist, be this, uh, you know, uh, the, the concept of a benefactor. But uh, yeah, the board and the meeples, yes, there's meeples and it's kind of a worker, pla- kind of a worker placement or engine activation, I would say. And uh, what I recognize, because I, I, as I said before, um, I'm a big fan of Xavier George, and one of his off-the-radar games that people need to pay attention to is Royal Palace, or depending if it's a European, uh, Palais Royal. And uh, it, uh, and no, seriously, that's the, the European title. And uh, it is, as far as the, like, <laughs> as far as that meeple movement coding goes, that's very much like Royal Palace in regards to, and Royal Palace uh, is uh, Versailles. You're, try, you're trying to be an influencer in the, in the entourage of Louis, and uh, you're going from room to room to uh, uh, garner influence or garner uh, um, uh, acceptance in this kind of uh, a court kind of thing. And that's how you generate your resources, and then from these resources, you go into the garden and you influence nobles and these nobles be right so that's that kind of same thing here where uh, for a second there, i was talking more about royal palace but uh carnegie is you have these worker meeples that are uh deactivated and activated much like in this other game and uh you move there's movement points and you have to navigate your office space and the floors of your office space because the higher you uh, create offices offices in this tableau, the more points, like the whole Euro thing, like tracks. There's tracks within tracks. And speaking of tracks, um, I think this is basically an onset of the board game industry's ability to uh, be deeper in their manufacturing and design process. Because now, with that whole uh, uh, you know advent of double-layered double boards, um, this is a... It's not necessarily a double-layered double board, but it's a thick board with a hollow, three tra- or four-track hollows in there, and there's sliders on the right-hand side that you plunge into the board that you're able to reveal as the game goes on the expansion of your enterprise. And as it grows on these four different levels, more benefits, more ability to go out and occupy, or not occupy, go out and um, create uh, housing, create industry, create like all of these elements that w- were were um, part of that whole process of that era. And um, yeah, I, I, you can hear me gushing because I'm gushing. Uh, everything that is going on in this game appeals to me, right? And I mean, that's what I'm trying to get enough detail so that you can make your own decision if this is kind of something that scratches the itch, right, in your brain. And uh, so, yeah, this all does it for me. Because on the top of the board, uh, there's these end of, you have the ability to, uh, I think it's like f- four times during the game, and then at the end of each of these, um, and I didn't even talk about the, 
the action tracks, right? I mean, that's, I, I'm going to do a review. I'll get deep into this. But uh, yeah, this game is, uh, is, is firing off on so many levels for me that I, uh, I, think, I, know, I think I know exactly what I'm going to be playing after I record this because it's in my brain right now. But guess what? I'm going to quickly talk about another game and it'll probably be the one, hey, I want to play this one too, right? I'm like a, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a cat chasing a laser pointer. <laughs> um, so yeah, but the next game is uh, Tabanusi. And uh, Tabanusi is a game that's part of the T-series. Uh, Tabanusi, Builders of Ur. Now, I didn't buy it because it was part of the T-series. I bought it because I'm a history geek, well, a history teacher. And uh, we're talking about Mesopotamia. And um, if, if between Egypt and, and Mesopotamia, I'm all about I'm all about the the early civilization, like the you know man step into uh, civilization kind of thing, and and uh, uh, the Babylonians, Sumerians, right? Um, the this whole idea, the thematicness of this, pulled me in instantly, and uh, and again, I'm I'm very familiar. The designers are uh, David Spada and Daniel Tassini. Tassini very. Uh, um, I, I guess, uh, I, I wouldn't even say on a roll, but uh, just creating uh, some very substantial games here. And uh, so, yeah, without getting too uh, in-depth, uh, Tabanusi, it's all about building a civilization. You've got districts uh, of city that you get to develop. You have a port that brings in and exports resources. And of course... Gotta talk about the ziggurats or ziggurats, and uh, those are the step pyramids, the early, the earliest pyramids, the step pyramids uh, that uh, are very representative of this time period and this and this civilization. So, um, yeah, this is one of those games that it took me a lot to uh, a lot to put into the 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 prefrontal cortex, but. Yeah, I'm having so much fun with this and I uh, can't wait to get it to the table again. And that is Tabanusi, Builders of Ur. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture, and uh, it's the top five show. And with returnees, uh, I'm going to start using the, the this this moniker of uh, the Council of Cardboard, <laughs> <laughs> the Meeple Dungeon. Rob and Anna Marie, welcome. Well, thank Hi, you, Nora. Thanks Norm. for having us. Yay. Um, uh, this top five list was generated by me. And uh, as I, it, it's kind of like we've been here before, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, deja vu. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, you know, just my favorite, speaking of deja vu, my favorite uh, kind of French joke is because deja vu is a French word, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, meaning, you know, being there. And I think, well, if the English say deja vu, do the French thing, uh, je pense que I think I've been there before. 
Yep. So I imagine. Yeah. Be, you know. Only bilingual people will be like, hey, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> or sorry, that's funny, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, my uh, my challenge was to um, not be outdone by the fantastic lists, and uh, th uh, the first one was Anna, uh, Anna Marie's, and it was the uh, top five games that you have not played, and there's a that uh, that are older than what was it? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, five year interval. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that one was. I mean, I thought that one was hard, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Ryan throws us with the uh, uh, your favorite IP, and then five games. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Re retheming games. That was yeah, cool. um, uh, and then mine was like I said, it's like okay, you guys didn't keep it easy, like worker placement or yeah, area control. Yeah. <laughs> um, so mine was originally uh, <laughs> just to, I got got to be honest here. We had. Re tried recording this but the recording process didn't really stick so yeah. we're coming at this again and we thought that we would take uh, two yeah take two and that but we would push ourselves a little more because uh, i think uh, rob you and i got showed up a little bit when it came to definitely uh, yeah so we had to redeem our lists here yeah. so we, we get a redo and it's, it's oh it's yeah it's like it's like you know i'll be showed up today honor so. Honor given to Anna Marie's homework. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the, our first, uh, the first thing we're just going to blurt out our top five in the below 1000s. And then this top five is going to be top five games below 2000 on the BGG yeah. rating. And uh, I, I was just quickly updating, <laughs> updating my list and, uh, you know, checking the rankings. Cause I liked how we had, Oh, you know, this one coming in at this number, uh, I had to move some numbers even lower because there might have been some games that got put in. It's like, whoa, wow, <laughs> this is getting a little <laughs> deeper into the barrel than I had thought of before. So, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's start this off and uh, and uh, Rob, yeah, sure, okay, we'll just now, do this yeah, quickly. doing the the one thousands, the the five yep. to one, and then we'll we'll hit us with the. With the uh, you know, let's do our, our 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 five lists, top fives of one thousand and below, and then we'll start off our our list of uh, two thousand and below. So yeah, Rob, you're sounds good. We'll oh, go oh. to start it off. This is a game that wasn't on my original list, and I <laughs> dug a little deeper. Revamp and could not believe I found this game sitting all the way up at fifteen hundred and fifteen, and that is the initiative. Uh, this one comes from Unexpected Games and Corey Konitska. Yeah. This game blew me away, blew both of us away yeah. uh, when we were playing it. And um, yeah, it's just like a crazy puzzle. The game, game within a game, game kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So cool. Game within a game. <laughs> yeah, game within the game. That's exactly what it was. And that game, yeah, deserves to be way higher than that. Um, the other one that I added to the list is one of my favorite games ever that I could not believe was sitting here at oh, 1,810. Oh. And this is a game that we discovered when we were overseas, when we were kind of rediscovering the hobby. And that's the City of Horror. Uh, and this one comes from Repos Productions and designed by Nicholas Normat Normandon. And it's an awesome zombie survival game where you're yeah. in the streets of this city and you're, uh, you're, you're trying to hide inside buildings and you have to vote to like kick people out of the building <laughs> to get eaten and stuff like this. It's so great. You're trying to get antidotes and get on a helicopter. Awesome game. Um, and coming in at number three is a game that we just recently reviewed on our podcast. And this game I'm sure is going to get out of this, uh, where's it sitting at just over a thousand. 
Um, it's going to get up into those high numbers quickly. And that's Dead Reckoning yes. from uh, AEG yeah. and designed by John D. Clare. It's a pirate 4X game that's just fantastic um, with great mechanics of card uh what's crafting. called card crafting where you're using yeah. sleeves and you're putting a whole bunch of different cards and sleeves to make cards uh different and better yeah i can't imagine that'll stay no that's that not low for, that's not going to be for there for long but no. it is there so technically yes, it counts <laughs> and then um rounding out the top two uh is my favorite dexterity game of all time and that is men at work and this comes from pretzel games designed by rita modal and this game is so hilarious where you're, you're, you've got these little meeples with hard hats and you're, you're stacking them on, on uh, these beams, these wooden sticks, and they've got to be carrying sticks and carrying bricks. And you're, you're haphazardly throwing them up with these crazy structures <laughs> and then the structure falls over and the guys fall over and then you lose your safety certificates. And the next player has to scoop the little bodies of the, of the meeples out from underneath all the rubble. It's so and if hilarious. they dislodge anything, then they lose their safety certificate. Oh, it's <laughs> it's like, the, the most fun. We, we yeah. play this all the time. It's, it's fantastic. Absolute best dexterity game out there. And rounding out that top five in the 1000s is my favorite game from last year, 2021. This game should be nowhere near this number. And because what's it sitting at right now? 1,226. This is absurd. And this is Brian Boro, High King of Ireland. This comes from Osprey Games, designed by Pierre Sylvester. So good. And this game is just tremendously good. So good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, area control with, uh, and it, everything's driven through. Card drafting. Yeah. No, uh, trick taking. Well, sorry, but there's there's card drafting in that too. You card draft. Yeah, but the trick taking is the. I didn't the mean thing. the driven force. I was yeah. just the starting to spout off all the different mechanics that yeah. you use. The trick taking yeah. being the. The driving force behind how you how you go through your turn and how you control the board and whether you want to win a trick or lose a trick or however you want to do it it's so so cool uh that is the best game for me from 2021 and it should be way up should be way up like in the top 100 i should sure. try it because i'm really good at losing tricks so. <laughs> well there you go we'll play this you still get on. benefits even when you Yay! lose tricks so it's you know it's not a bad thing yeah, cool. and that one's for three to five players, so you also yeah. have to have three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, fantastic game. That's an awesome. I mean, there's a, that's an awesome list because uh, I think there's two of them that I has I had jokingly mentioned. Oh yeah, they're in the uh, they're in my uh, basket. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> might have clicked first. I might have clicked. You know, south. Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, Anne Marie. Yeah. Let's give you a, give us a recap of your your um, fantastic. Okay. Since since this is gonna be um, like just a kind of a recap, I did I did adjust it a little bit. I took a couple games out and moved them to my other list, um, but I do have just a couple of honorable mentions that I feel needed to be mentioned. Um, this one coming in at eleven twenty seven, I think is gonna be similar to Dead Reckoning, where it is gonna rise. It is very new out there, but just with like the plays that we've had of it, it is so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, and that is Foundations of Rome. Oh, yes. oh yeah. That yeah. game is is so fast. I don't looking at the box and and what it, I, there's no way I thought it would play in an hour and it does. It's, it's awesome. It's a great game. Yeah. Well, and those sculpts look awesome. They're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. But um, yeah. So that's an honorable mention. And another one in here is uh, comes in at one thousand nine hundred and eighty seven, and that is Dimension. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. So, awesome game. 
Yeah. It's got all the little sphere balls that you're yeah. like, you've got to build up into kind of a pyramid type, but you have all these rules saying, oh, this color can't be beside this color. This color has to be beside this color. It, this one can't be on top of that color below. Oh, it's, so good. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a brain. Burner. And you can't, and you, and you're on a timer and yeah. So that game I think it's fantastic. Stresses yep. some people out, this guy over here, but mm -hmm. it's a great game. The, uh, the twisted part of my brain, when you said dexterity, and I, my brain immediately, ADD, went off onto a joke and went, wow, a coffee shop needs to have a dexterity game that you can only play after about five espressos. Right? <laughs> doing this. You would just be yeah. like, shake, 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 shake. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah, okay. that dimension one, that the, the, yeah. just the whole trying to figure out that puzzle. Yeah. yeah. And then of course, trying to get it because that, uh, yeah, I can just picture like a supermarket thing happening and oh, yeah. everything falling. Oh, for sure. And <laughs> if you do it wrong, then you get negative points. So you, you don't want to just build up the pyramid as fast as you can and be done. So it's great. Yeah. But dimension. So that one, so those are the, the two honorable mentions. Now I'll kind of zip through these, but uh, number five at coming in at 1101 um, is mind management. Mm. That game that is great. fantastic. It's Agreed. so good. Yeah. yeah. I and I was kind of shocked that it was Again, that it was sitting there at a, like eleven. I was gonna put it on my list, but I was thinking, yeah, this is gonna, you know, give it a I, month or two and it'll be in the uh, it, above that. I hope so. I think yeah. it deserves to be up there. Oh, so it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Then this one surprised me. So my number four. Coming in at 1,998, <laughs> so almost at the 2,000, is 10. Oh, oh the card game. Great. Yeah. Yep. That game cool is things. fantastic. It's great. That game, like, it, there's a lot more going on than, than what you think. Yeah. And it's, there's a, it's great. And to yeah. be sitting that low, because it's been out for a while now. So that one. Yeah, it's been about a year now. It's great I, mean, I think these lists are just a testament as to how many good games are out there. absolutely mm -hmm. yeah they just they can't all be in the top thousand but darn well they should be yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know golf burnt it <laughs> 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 moving on i have number three another card game uh this one coming in at 1045 and that is scout oh, and yeah. this game is Another super fun card game. It's one where yeah. you get your hand dealt to you. You pick it up as you get it. You don't sort your cards. It's as you pick it up and you've got uh, one side of the card has one number. The other opposite side has a different number. So you choose which way you want to play it. Um, yeah. And then you're just trying to get, get rid of your hand and it's. Yeah, I didn't get to play that one. Yeah, it's fantastic. It. Yeah. I, I've got it waiting on pre-order. I'm waiting for it to come in because they're all sold out. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned that when you had uh, suggested that game, that that whole idea of not organizing your hand was reminding me of Bonanza. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. And I just yeah. thought that was so great because it just puts that element of, well, how do I? I can't touch them, so I gotta yeah. trade them out. And and this is one of those. Not necessarily that you're trading the card. You've got at least a mitigation of. Okay, top yeah. or bottom, top or bottom, which way is it going? So, and not that yeah. I've played it, it's just in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a cool kind of system that might be a very interesting card game. It is, it's so fun, and it's, yeah, it's so just, it's not, um, what's the word where it's, it's hard because it's habitual for, uh, for me, anyways, when you play a lot of cards to sort, right? Canasta. You sort your, 
Exactly. I, well, that gotta that get him was, in suits. Oh, <laughs> love Canasta, and yes. So that is. Oh, wait, um, you're Saskatchewan girl, Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Where's the three? Where's the five? Okay, got him. Let's go. Eight. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the scout was just fantastic. Um, kind of funny because number two, it's another card game. Oh. <laughs> but um, and this one came in at 1740. Um, and that is tournament at Camelot. Yeah. This is there's ridiculous. no way this game should be below one thousand. How I don't get it. No, that game should be in the top hundred games of all time. It's trick, the best trick taking game. Trick taking game. You got those tarot size cards. Fantastic medieval artwork. And the powers like, are so cool. Yes. You got and, powers. And the half weight powers too. That that whole. <laughs> it's like flip it up. All right, you've got yeah. your 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 squire with your whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some tarot. nasty ones in there if I remember yeah. correctly too. Oh yeah. <laughs> and. It's it's bonkers. So I don't I don't get that one. I don't get why that one's that low. Some of the other ones were like, oh, maybe they'll go up or meh, maybe not. But this one, like, I just don't. It should be up there. Hundred percent. Um, <laughs> and then my number one coming in at a one thousand two hundred thirty six, depending on when you looked at the list, um, <laughs> yeah. is also uh, Brian Boru hiking of Ireland because that yep. is. Like, and I know that one's fairly new too within the last like six or Still. seven months. Like that one should be higher. Way like higher. It, it needs to keep climbing and hopefully it will. I hope yeah. it will because that game is, if you have not played it or have not well, heard about hoping it, to. You know, look thing, at it, like look into to. it. <laughs> sort of is like when you say, yeah, it's, it's a relatively new game or whatever, but this game's been out for us. Like even in Canada, we've had it since like Christmas time. Well, so I'm saying like six, seven months, but no, that's in Canada. But, like, you're yeah. right. But still, then you see a game like Arc Nova that we've only had in Canada for the last like four months. Yeah. And yeah. it's up in the top like 10. And yeah, on a, this, I like Brian Boro more than Arc Nova. And well, I think that's a product of the hype engine too, right? I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But and that's where I think that it just hasn't gotten the, I guess the hype, like even just like the, the general sh- talk shame. that it deserves because it's fantastic. Well, and the cons are back on, right? So a lot of people yeah. are going to start, you know. Oh, I hope so. Things yeah. will just blossom and go, oh, yeah, this is the the, the game of the, you know, right? I mean, it's like one hit wonders out of con all of a sudden. Oh, cool. You know, yep. nobody discovered it and everybody's playing it. And then that, and then that goes to the next con. And then, you know, yeah. with social media, everything just sort of like yeah. propagates. Yep. So. I hope cool. so because it's so good. But yes, that is play. my. I hope to play when <laughs> yes. I'm in Kelowna. There you you will. You yeah. will. We'll make sure. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna just quickly ramp through my list because I didn't do any changes because uh, I, I I didn't I, again I was a lazy researcher and only went as far as I needed <laughs> to and went okay I'm done homework's done. Um, so my f- number five is Expedition Northwest Passage, um, and it's yeah. ranked at one thousand six hundred fifty-five, and that is. Uh, a really cool race game where you're 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 drafting the map tiles and you're making the archipelago as you go through and then the the basically it ices over and ices back and you're fr- you know, like your yeah the ship and it's so cool it's so much fun yeah <laughs> you you said that uh yeah and this one comes in at 1665 and i thought you were going to say and that is 665 too low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is way too low. Way um, too low. Uh, well, and then, okay, speaking of should not be in this below a thousand point, but I think we discovered that there was an anomaly there. 
Um, and that was the Galaxy Trucker, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to switch that one out, and um, I'm going to put in uh, a one. I'm going to put in one that uh, is is a bit of a surprise, um, and it's uh, at 1,392, and that is Shobu. And Shobu Ooh. is that little. Uh, uh, you know, black stones and white stones, four different right. boards, and you're I call it sumo wrestling checkers. And that's when you were telling pushing, us about, and we, we want to play that, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that one's it's one of those 15. Okay, it says it plays five to 15, but then if you're AP and you're like, because you got four mini boards to consider, and as you're considering these, part of putting someone's attention somewhere else is your strategy because I don't want them paying attention to this one. So I'm going to, Oh yeah, there's just so much meta that goes Fun. on mm -hmm. as you're playing too. So yeah, I'll have to bring that one out. Totally. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was uh, replaced galaxy trucker because we, I had the old version and then there was the new reprint that could have been up in. So yeah, it was an asterisk. Sure. I had to fix it. Um, my number three is Pavlov's house. By uh, David Thompson of Undaunted Normandy and War Chest, and and um, that one is a I call it a solo only game, but it says it plays two players, and <laughs> but it's one of those things that's like, well, you're just kind of splitting the actions instead of me sure. doing all of them. You do those ones, I'll do these ones. But um, it is, I think he's doing such a fantastic job at um, ab taking these these really. Um, simulation type war games and abstracting them down to uh, a, a playable concept where you still can get really good card flavor narrative and you can you can learn a little bit of what was going on in history and you can still have a game that doesn't uh, require a, you know a seminar class on the weekend to figure out how to get past round one. <laughs> yeah, um, nobody and, wants to do that. Well, yeah. So I think that's, uh, yeah, that'll have to be in the, that'll have to be in the vehicle making yeah. us tripped out to, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah, have to talk well, yeah. after we finish recording, we'll have to talk about, okay, we're going to do a swap meet. Uh, yeah. I'll take a picture of all the games that, that I'm bringing out and I don't want to bring back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So my number two, uh, again, I'm, uh, I said number two and I'm joking in my head. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, is Murano with uh, Inca and Marcus Brand, uh, mm. the very cool gondola rondelle on the outside of the track with selecting your actions and moving them around and doing city building. And uh, oh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's those two. They're just like Euro insane goodness. Yep. And uh, mm -hmm. my number one is, uh, is so history, geek teacher motivated that it's Three Kingdoms Redux, where you're playing. Right. Yeah, you're playing like the uh, the the I mean the historical uh, control over over ancient uh, uh, ancient China and uh, so many different generals that you can pick and so many and it's one of these games that it just plays three players. There's not one to three. It's right. three. Mm -hmm. That's it. You have two. You can't play it. You have four. Right. You can't play it. You, you need yeah. three. <laughs> and uh, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those games that once you get into, once you figure out how the system works and how, like one of those things where maybe I don't want to win this fight, maybe I just want to be there, because mm -hmm. I have to have presence in order to get this to go do right. So it's one of those things where it's it's not conflictory, but it's this, you know, 
bend like a reed in the wind kind of thing yeah. as you're trying to control. That was very thematic, Norm. <laughs> Thank you very so much. Thematic. Snap this pebble from my hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my top five from uh, below one thousand. <laughs> If you like the content we're creating and the podcast episodes we're producing, please leave a happy rating on the podcast platform that you use. This would be such a great gift and would also help others find our podcast when they search for board game podcasts. And if you have the time, check out our new YouTube channel where we have new content every few days. Just search Cardboard Conjecture on YouTube. Thanks, Abe. Are we ready for this, this, this researched? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yep. Well, we'll keep the same order. Rob, start sure. us off. I'm going to kick <laughs> off the top five of the 2000s or <laughs> higher or lower, I guess we could say, <laughs> uh, with a card game of my own. <clears throat> and this one is one of my favorite card games to come along in the last few years. Um, and it, I think it's one of the more unique card games out there I think I've ever played. And this comes from publisher uh, Bezier Games or Bezier mm-hmm. Games. Yeah. Um, and it's Cabot. And this one is uh, designed by Mandy Henning. And this one so good. is so good. It's it, the whole idea of Cabot. I guess you're trying to find this uh, magical unicorn. unicorn named Cabot. That's the theme. <laughs> but uh, what you're doing is you're, you have a hand of cards. You start off with four cards. And you get them dealt to you blindly and you lay them down face down on your table blindly. Um, And you are attempting to reduce your hand to the lowest amount uh, that you can. So Mm -hmm. you have numbers from 12 to zero, I believe, in your cards. And what you're doing is you're using card powers and things to to manipulate your cards and you're switching cards with your opponents. But it's like memory. So they're flipped face down. You can't see. So you're peeking at each other's cards and you're swapping cards with each other and you're swapping cards around. Now you're losing track of where the cards are and where they're not. And then on your turn, you can also flip two cards uh, face up. And if they match, you get rid of them. And now your hand shrinks. But if you don't remember where those two cards are, but you know you have the same cards and you flip over the wrong two cards, you then get an extra card that you you have to play. And what you're trying to do is get whittle your hand down as much as you can at, to the point where you think you've got lower amount in your hand than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And you call Cabo and then uh, everyone else gets a turn and then you reveal and whoever has the the least amount of points, uh, you know, wins the if round. If you call Cabo and you didn't have the least amount of points, you gain extra points. Yes. <laughs> and then it's yeah. so, so good. It's very good. Um, and yeah, we played a lot. The family loves it. We, we played yeah. a lot. It's great. Really good. The, the memory games are just such a trick because you sit there and go, okay, is it because I can't remember or is it because I'm getting old? I know. Right? <laughs> oh, it's so it crosses brutal. my mind all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you'll switch one out and you'll be so confident. Like, no, that, that was definitely a 12 there. And you're like, and then when you go to flip it over, you're like, what? Where did I lose track of that? Where did it go? Like, I swear that was a 12. And you're like, oh, it's so funny. And you have to pay attention. Be like, kids, quiet. Don't, don't talk. Yeah, what are you talking? I'm trying like, to focus. Like, we're playing... Don't, if you talk to me, I'm going to lose. 
the memory that I know that that card is a seven and it's in his pile. And I need to know that. And the kid, like one of the kids will say something like, oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I, I don't think I should be allowed to play this game because I would pull a Peter Griffin and be just staring at something going. Ah. <laughs> 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 ah. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a card. I thought, ah. Yeah, no, I, it's yeah. Because really I, yeah, there's, there'd be so much doubt and, and second guessing. Yeah. And then, oh, and yeah. Then, oh, yeah. That, that's, and that's sitting at 2,439, yeah. which is crazy. Ow. Way better than that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm writing this one down because, like, okay, that sounds good. I like that. Yes. It's fantastic. Anna Marie, All number right. five. I think we're going to have a few card games because, you know. Yep. Yeah. There <laughs> seems know. to be a pattern going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can I can I do honorable mentions for this one too? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Cuz I couldn't I couldn't narrow it down enough. <laughs> so, this one I just was actually more pure interest. Like it was interesting that this was this number. This one came in at 2673. Um and this is the Pokémon trading card game. Yeah, all right. I was so shocked. How is it that hard? That it was at 2673. Like our wow. oldest, I mean, they both like Pokemon now, like they both do it, but our oldest like loves Pokemon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's, he's nine. So he's this generation of Pokemon lovers. <laughs> but then you think of all the ones that came before yep. and all the ones that are still there. Maybe that's it actually. Maybe it's like, it, maybe, it, I know, but every, like all ages like it, but maybe it's, they just can't vote yet. Like, or they like aren't voting on yeah, I don't know. BGG or something, but I don't know. That seems or, crazy. Or me, so popular. Or adult users of BGG who have kids that have Pokemon card games are like, well, that doesn't count. Yeah. The kids' game, right. that right? doesn't count. It could, for sure. So, like, just with the pure popularity and how much money yeah. that game makes, I'm shocked. The collectability, I mean, because my kids love it, but they don't play it. They just, like the lore, like the stories, like the, you know, the, the, yeah, it's visually yeah. stimulating. I mean, Very. It's, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Our oldest just makes up, he plays the actual game, but he also just makes up his he own games with them games, too, which yeah. I love. I love that he can just like do that. But, um, <laughs> so that was the one honorable mention. The second one, um, comes in at 2,344 and this is Kabuto Sumo. Mm -hmm. How is this game this slow too? This is a, another dexterity game, kind of. So yeah. Is, yeah. Like it's got <laughs> elements of things you're trying to push the, off. You have get this out round. Of my way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've got this like round um, stump, log stump, and you've got yeah. these sumo wrestling beetles, which artwork is great. Components are great. Just the names that they've, like the the way they've All the characters named them from like WWE, WWF players or wrestlers and. I've not seen it live. I've just seen pictures and oh, just the chunkiness looks so yes. cool. It's just it's like, so oh, I want to touch that. I want to just, yeah. yeah, that's a chunk of, yeah. You can, you have to push off, push on your side so that you're going to push off an opponent's beetle is what you're trying to do. And you can be certain that you're like, all right, I've got this angle down. I am pushing it off. It is, you're, you're going off of this log nope. and like a, the <laughs> and three seconds you're in, <laughs> yeah you're falling off you're all like, the what? pieces are all different whoa, 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 whoa. shapes and sizes yeah and they're all round none of them yeah. fit together all the and round you're just bits like, start rolling on each other and stuff oh no it's crazy it is it's really good. it's a lot of fun yeah so that was my honorable mention so i'll start my list now number right. five <laughs> 
coming in at 2033. This is a card game party game, and that is medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have I you played medium. medium? Is it the one where the two people have there's a word word and you have to think of one that, that yes. they meet yep. in the middle kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Someone says, it's a great diamond real song, but yes. Knife or whatever. And you yeah. Have to yeah. One word. <laughs> <laughs> and then and you're always playing with the person like so if two you're teams, right? yeah, you have two teams. So you're gonna be a partner with the person on your right, and then the next turn you're gonna be a partner with the person on your left. Yep. And so and you collect points, and then whatever person um has the highest point collect, like they add both sides up and then it's great. They win. And it's hilarious because if you don't get it on that first try, like if you don't connect the words, you take those two words that you guessed on your second try, and you have to find a word that connects those two words. Yep. Uh, you're both and saying the same thing, yeah. Yes, and if you don't get it, you get a third try. And if you get it on your first try, you get higher points. If yeah. you get it on your second and try, you get lower. Yeah. Yes. I so and want to play that. It it's is a lot, lot of fun. fun. You get some random words that you're like, how are we going to get these? Like, how are we going to say the same thing? Yeah, this was one of those games that I thought would work great in my psychology class in regards to that whole empathy because you'd have you have to tune into the person you have to look at yep. facial expressions you have to look at i mean there's right. a lot yeah. of intuition going on yeah yeah there's a lot yeah. there's a lot of like i know what i would say but what would he say yeah I'm exactly sure. and then are they thinking the same thing <laughs> yeah. about you right and how de- how deep do you second guess yourself yeah. well if, are, if, they, if are yeah. they gonna say what you're gonna say what i was gonna say just like gonna- <laughs> just one right well yeah. i'm gonna use the easy one i'm gonna, I'm gonna right. go deeper Oh, and then cool. no one uses the easy right. one. <laughs> but yeah. yes, number five, medium. Um, uh, my number five is uh, is a game that I saw uh, Heavy Cardboard do a tutorial. And then uh, a couple other people on Twitter were like, oh, yeah, that's a fantastic game. And these these were people 18xx type players, right? And mm-hmm. uh, But I'm not that kind of 18xx type of guy, but I love... I mean, I grew up on stock ticker, right? <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love those games of speculation and rising, you know, uh, you know, se- that whole selling and trading and when do you, you know, when do you trade out and when do you mm-hmm. buy in kind of thing. And uh, this one is at 4,104. And oh. this is Masters of Venice. And uh, this is, I'm just going to quickly read the, the, the desc- I'm thinking, how do I describe this game? I'm just going to read the description. So Fair. Venice, the 1400s, you're a young merchant trying to make your name in this legendary port of vibrance commerce, trade in spices, silks, gems, iron, and grain. Those are the commodities that have these stock fluctuations going on with that are the central area of this. I'm going to go to this, you know, uh, um, uh, on my turn, I'm going to go to this area here so I can buy this product. So that my next turn, I can go and sell it and then adjust the market. And it's that whole kind of thing. And you have a certain amount of turns. And at the end of the turn, who has the most money wins. And it is probably the most delicate representation of how that that market fluctuation of supply demand of, uh, 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 yeah, of, of just straight oh, economics. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And uh, and again, it's a it's a travesty. It's at four thousand. <laughs> How is it that low? Oh, come on! Right? Come on! Yeah, but the upside is that uh, it's easy to find. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and honestly, I think I went on uh, you can on Amazon.ca and it's like forty two bucks. Oh wow! And, and it's all it's such a good game if you like nice. if you like that market um, uh, kind of stock markety kind of game. So yeah, cool. Very cool. <laughs> This episode is supported by the incredible team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team to ensure their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Board Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Number four. This one is great. It's uh, one of my favorite IPs of all time, this game. And when I heard this game was being made, I was super excited because I was hoping that it would really capture the... um, essence and uh, and uh, feel of the the ip itself and they did they hit a home run with this one um and this one is from ravensburger uh alien fate of the nostromo yeah and i love alien i love alien i have since i was a little kid being terrified but loved it (laughs) and uh this this one's sitting at 2482 and this game is just you're you're basically playing out that first film on a board game in, in a very simple way. So yeah. it's like there's there's this and then you know there's um difficult, simple but difficult. Uh, oh Nemesis is out there, right? Where it's yeah. very yeah. it's aliens, but with a different name, ne- Nemesis. But this one is and that one's there's a lot going on in that game. But mm-hmm. this what I loved about Alien Fit of the Nostromo was very simple, um, very uh yeah, simple. There was as far as system I thought it was like uh, horrified where it's like, yes, just keep yes. it simple room to room. And that's, it is. It's yeah, very much, ha- very much in here, the same yeah. vein as horrified. Um, this dumbed down, very simple, clean. And, uh, but it and does awesome. a good job on developing that anxiety of when that oh, yeah. monster is popping out. Oh, I right? hate that. This, and it's so hard. It's, we got our butts yeah, kicked yeah. by this game. Like 10 games Didn't in a row. Didn't we play the same? This is the one where we played Ripley and one other character. We played, yeah, the same two characters. And we were just so we determined to, to, we'll to, make to this work. play with anyone else until we beat the game with these two characters. And we still and haven't. We didn't do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and so we still haven't uh, beat with those characters. You're going to have, I think you have to either have more than two players to use those two characters and yeah. add a third one in yeah. or mix up the characters, but not but us. We're determined. Great Great pick. I, yeah, that's a really fun game. It's yeah. really it's fantastic it. solo. I mean, it's just it's yep. like, okay, where's it go? Okay, I'm not doing. I'm not doing. All right, let's right? get this one going now. Okay, we're gonna do this. And yeah, yeah. It's, and I it love where it's like the alien. He's over there. He's like way far over there. Yeah, there's surely no I can make it into surely. that room and out again before yeah. he gets here. No, you Absolutely. Can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, you jump scare yourself with a card. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, nice Anna Marie number four number four number four number four all right this one comes in at 2019 and another card game <laughs> and this is stellar oh nice yeah I really like stellar this yeah. game is gorgeous like you lay it out and it's just a dark like you've got a silhouette of like a unit telescope against the backdrop of 
a, a night sky. And it's so pretty. Like it just the simplicity of that is gorgeous. And then the cards, you'll flip them over as you go and add the new cards in. And it's a two player game. And just it's it plays nicely, it plays quickly. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. Too. It's beautiful. And it's just, yeah. yeah, it's a neat um the neat me- mechanics trying to figure out which yeah, way am I gonna go? How am I gonna, you know, yeah. build it up? Which ones am I gonna flip? Which ones am I gonna swap out? You know, like it's it's very, it's good. very good. Yeah. Um uh, that's Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle, that the yep. three sisters and fleet. Uh, and th- I think there's a I have Subastral, which is yeah, we have that as well. Yeah, I mean they 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 they've got this thing going on, and um, uh, one of their games that now I'm thinking, oh, I should have made my list is Peep Mots, where's which the little birds, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, if you guys like it, the way these guys do their card games, um, uh, we might ha- I might have to stick that in the in the luggage. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm gonna have to bring a rent a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stellar, yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to uh, play that game. Yeah, cool. It's so good. pretty, so good. Yeah, right on. Um, uh, my number four is uh, I again. I you know try to look it up, and this one. I'm sorry, but this one is so out of print that I think it's <laughs> like the Gutenberg Press, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, this one is the. Uh, um, it's you're basically being an entrepreneur. And you're building corporations, and uh, it's Ground Floor Second Edition by Spielworks, one of my favorite uh, mm. German companies. And uh, this one is, oh, yeah, you've got this. your player board, and uh, you you basically um, it's kind of you start off a little bit. It's one of those games where you start off a little bit the same, but then what you bring in the offices and the abilities. Um, you start to develop your own, uh, uh, you know, corporation and its and its uh, uniqueness in regards to its power and manpower. And but what I like the most is, and I think you guys have you guys played Dominant Species? I have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know how Dominant Species, where it's like you just kind of uh, uh, um, take your turns by putting the worker placement in these actions. Yeah. Sort of like you pre-program. And then you go back to the beginning and then you let it fire, right? And you just yep. let the whole thing. That's what this does. Awesome. But, cool. but it that. does it in a manner where you're thinking of entrepreneur and here's my investment and here's my uh, publicity money and how much money does that generate? And right. does my stock go up in this company? And can I purchase, uh, you know, advanced office space? And can I put another floor on my business? That, uh, that it, oh yeah, it is just so cool. So cool. I love that mechanism. I love the choosing your spot, but then knowing that someone else's actions are going to go before yours. Oh. So you got to plan out like, okay, my I'm getting to do that, but it's uh, four things are happening yeah. before I get to do that. And, and that then, idea of, well, if I do that now, then someone can completely hone me over yeah. here. So do I do this first? But if I do that, then I'm projecting what I might want to do over there. And they might, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, you're just sitting looking at people going, what kind of mood are you guys in? Totally. <laughs> are you going to start cutting Achilles tendons right out of round one? Yeah. Or are we going to be nice? No. More often than not, they're cutting. Oh, they're yeah. Play with this guy. Achilles <laughs> are done. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Zick, with the saw. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, ground floor. Uh, I, yeah, I think once again, it was, was one of those kind of suggestions from a heavy game podcast. And it was like, like me my heavy euros so yep, yeah, yeah i lucked out and found this one so cool that's awesome we're at uh number three 
Number three. Okay. This one is another horror um, <laughs> game. And uh, <laughs> this one is a, a cooperative game that we played uh, in late last year. Um, and I was intrigued just by seeing the box cover art. I was like, I'm, I'm buying this game. I don't even know what it is or what's going on, but I'm buying it just because of the artwork. If this is what I'm thinking, is it what I, if, okay, keep going. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve my comment. It, uh, it's comes from smirk and laughter games designed by Christopher Ryan Chan and it's the night cage. And this one oh, is so good. And this one's sitting at, uh, what's it sitting at? It's sitting at 2,495. It's crazy to me. The premise of this game is simple. You're just a person. Um, you're kind of like naked with a loincloth with a candle. And that's all you have. And everything, you're, you're in this like dungeon crawling on your hands and knees. And your whole objective is just to escape and live. And in order to do that, you need to find a key. And you need to take that key and get it to a gate and, and get out. You need to find four and, keys, well, right? Together. Yeah. So depending, everybody <laughs> no, that's playing. I mean, it's hard. It's, yeah. so it's cooperative. Everybody that's playing has to find their own key and they all have to get to the gate uh, or else you all lose. And what's happening is it's a tile laying game. So it, it procedurally generates in front of you as, you as you move through it, you're flipping and placing tiles and you're orienting these tiles in, in various ways with certain pathways and tunnels. And as you move through this, uh, the light it only shines what's immediately around you. So mm -hmm. as you move through the board, tiles the tiles are off. leaving behind you. And then, so if you were to turn around, you're going to go down a different tunnel altogether and you get lost and it's just yeah. like crazy. And you're, and you only have X amount of tiles to work with. But the worst thing is, is that there's all these horrible monsters waiting for you in the dark and you don't know that they're there until you're on top of them, basically. And you, it's, it's like, literally you just have this little candle and then your candle will burn ah, out. And you're yeah. <laughs> your candle will burn out. And then it's really bad scenario. And yeah. you're, you're, you're walking through with barely being able to see anything. And you're, Oh, it's just, it's a, fairly lit it's and a monster goes ridiculous. It's yeah. really good. Well, you, you honestly, you get the feeling the way they did the art and the way they made this board, it's very, you creepy. get the feeling when you see that monster, you're like, Oh, oh no. And sometimes they look. Do, the, you, you, you get lucky, and the monster's looking the other away way. From you. And you're like, mm -hmm. Okay, he doesn't see me. I'm gonna turn around, and then you turn into another monster. <laughs> and then there's another monster. And you're like, oh my god! It's just it's so and you're, crazy. You're, you are you get the feeling you're already so like bare bones, like you are skin and bones. There's you've yeah. been in this like Crawling cage around. vulnerability forever. aspect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's wild. And it's just like, oh, and it just gets man. dire as you get closer and closer to the end of the game and the tiles are running out and you're, you you have your key in your hand and you know the gates over there, but you got to get there. And, then and you the just want them there. to win so bad for oh, the for them. It's stressful like, and fantastic. Yeah. I have to say though, with this gate, cause it's very unique box, right? And yeah. a corner of my eye, I saw this and I, my brain went, hey, a Nicolas Cage game? And I'm like, oh, no, that's, that's not what that is. Okay, I'll go. That would be hilarious if they had Nicolas Cage's face on like the little. Yeah. The, Light the, the candle. Light the candle. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Amazing. So number, th number three. <laughs> All right. So um, the last card game on my list. <laughs> and this one. So. Um, this has a counterpart. So this is a second, like an additional version. Mm. Um, the first one though, uh, was also past the 1000. 
So I was debating that one to go on my other list. I chose this one on this list. So this one comes in at 2,373. And this is the game face-to-face. So like the game, the game, (laughs) face-to-face. The game, the game. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the the two-player version of the game. I love the original version of the game. Um, We play it two-player and it's great. However... Um, yeah, however, this one better. The face to face and get him to play it yeah. more. Um it adds it adds in an element where you have to help your opponent in order for you to succeed. Yeah. And it's hard because you don't want to help them. You want <laughs> you, you don't like cuz you're like ah. That sounds like sibling rivalry. (laughs) Remember what I'm doing for you right now. You need to repay me. (laughs) And remember that time? (laughs) Yeah, but you have to because if you don't, you're gonna run out of cards. Like you'll run out and you'll Ah. you won't be able to do anything. So they they kind of reset you. You kind of reset them, and it's just that that struggle where you're like, I don't want to do this, but you have to, and it's fantastic. So I'm I am actually quite shocked that this one is not. I agree. I in the top thousand either this i mean it's it's the top five games under 2000 and i think this the subtitle should be sh- the shocked and surprised list right? it's true like what it's what, what? no what? way <laughs> and it's we're only at number three i know i know only I'm, I'm number three starting to freak out yeah. <laughs> um uh, my number three is I mean, a lot of the stuff sometimes for me is because, well, like, yeah, I'm a history teacher. I love that subject matter. And this one is very local. And I, and I know, Anna Marie, you've probably learned about this in school. Um, <laughs> but this one is coming in at 3,453. And that is High Treason, The Trial of Louis Riel. And uh, this mm. one is, so you guys have heard of it. Cool. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. this one is uh, kind of loosely based on that GMT card-driven game system where you have points or you have this, and it, there's all these like it's a very heavy uh, card landscape information where there's there's mu- like a, one of those multiple use card kind of things, and yeah, right. uh, has a bunch of different phases to the game. And I mean the, a lot of things compelled me to this one. Uh, again, this was reviewed by a lot of the 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 uh, content creators that I follow, um, and uh, two, it's local history for for us mm-hmm. uh, uh, Canadian folk, and yep. uh, and the the third one is the simple fact that uh, um, it's that that um, connection, like like the cards and the individuals. When I teach this, it's yeah, yeah. We talk about this person, and it's exactly what this person was a lawyer, and this was their mm-hmm. philosophy. And man, the card does a really good job at representing the powers and the weaknesses of of this individual in re, in relation to the context of this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, what is unique to this game as well is it is designed by a lawyer who was drawn to this specific trial because it is the only. Uh, six-person jury trial in in like litigious history. That's that's crazy, hey? Yeah, like, weird. Yeah, that's so interesting. So yeah, I, I love so, I, cool. I love how many awesome Canadian historical games that yeah, there's quite a few that yeah. that exist. 
Because it's something that you would think that there wouldn't be that many of. No. And there and there are more than you would think and ones that are still being made. And I just find that fantastic that they're, and they're not just made and forgotten, like they're actual good, actually good games, right? And I, I like that. I really do. I think it's, it's fantastic when you can mm-hmm. learn things while you're playing a game. I just, yeah. if it's engaging and it, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Well, well we're, you know, we got some good stories to tell, eh? Yeah, it's true. It's true. true. We are, uh, I'm going to not try to not giggle when I say this one, but number two. two. (laughs) Um, This one, okay. This one might be the, I don't know, craziest, wildest theme in a game I've ever played. Like straight out there, bizarre. And it worked um, (laughs) way better than I would have ever thought. Okay, I'm curious. And um, it, it just, I had to buy it again because of the name of the game and the, the artwork. I was like, I guess I have to buy this because <laughs> it, it comes from the things Devious, that compel us, right? <laughs> it comes from Devious Weasel Games designed by Jim uh, Felly, and that's Cosmic Frog. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that box cover is tripping, man. Right? It's, it's so fantastic. crazy, this game. Like, what um, the? Yeah. Yeah. What the <laughs> frog? So what the frog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 2,129 um, rate uh, or uh, yeah, uh, overall. And this game is just bonkers. You're, you're uh, a, literally a cosmic frog. So you're this big <laughs> godlike frog. Yeah. Like two meter, two, no, t- 200. What is it? It's you're like, like two, two miles. miles. Thank two you. Miles I was going tall. metric and it wasn't working for me. <laughs> and, you're two uh, miles high. <laughs> two and, meters. <laughs> yeah, like you're way taller than two meters. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, in this game, it's just a, I, I don't know. You, you're these frogs and you're on this kind of, I don't know what you want to call it. They call it the aether plane or some weird cosmic yeah. thing. Someone you're was licking toads, mass. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're jumping around, literally jumping around, hopping. You're hopping, yeah. And you're eating. <laughs> Planets. Uh, eat, right? Well, you're eating terrain on yeah. planets, and you're, you're collecting these these terrain into your gullet, and then you're jumping off that landmass, and you're going and uh, uh, like regurgitating, regurgitating the, this land into your cosmic vault, and you're collecting this land, and then it, and and you're you're jumping around on this thing back and forth between your vault and the thing, and then you're fighting each other and. Uh, so and good. Then you're at the end of the game. There's going to be like no land left, and there's going to be all these cracks and stuff that's happening. And it, the, the end of the game triggers, and whoever has the most points of matching up all these different terrain parts in their vault wins. And that's it. Sounds ridiculous, and it is, but it is, and it is, and it's just a lot of fun. And yeah. this game has some of the best quality, uh, straight out retail uh, components yeah. ever. Um, the the frog minis are fantastic. It comes with a neoprene roll mat. Like that's every version of this game is neoprene rollout mat uh, for the board. It is gorgeous. The artwork is really nice. Psychedelic. Yeah, I have everything's psychedelic. so many jokes going through my head right <laughs> yeah. now. It's I'm seriously thinking, super psychedelic. They're not that appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just a wild ride. It's it's a, the wackiest, most ridiculous theme ever, but it's a lot of fun. And it's oh, yeah. it's. It's great. I highly recommend it. And bang for your buck, the quality. Like the game isn't all that expensive and everything in there is just top quality. It's amazing. Really cool. good. 
Yeah, that box cover's always freaked me. I was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> That's kind of cool. Right? Yeah. I just heard the name, Cosmic Frog, and I saw the art and was like, yep, purchased. I'm getting that. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, a, yeah, it's a wild ride. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's a good nice. game. Anna Marie, number two. Okay. My number two, it comes in at 2,407. And it should not be <laughs> here at all. It's a it, sin. It, it is. It should be in the top 1,000. Um, this is Savannah Park. Mm-hmm. This comes from yeah, Capstone ridiculous. Family. Ridiculous. And, you know, I got this game thinking this would be a great game, I think, for the kids. As it looks like a great theme. You've got <laughs> the Savannah and you've got all the animals and it just looks like a good game for the kids. And it was Capstone Family. So I think logical that my brain went there. Mm-hmm. So we got it. We played it together first, the two of us. And we're like, holy wait, smokes. Yeah, wait a minute. What? There's a lot. <laughs> this game is fantastic. The amount of thinking that you, like as an adult or in just a regular game group, I would any day pull this game out and play it in my regular yep. game group. <clears throat> there is strategy. There is like crunchiness. There is it's just crazy you think think about it and you're like oh i got this i so got this and then they you know somebody pulls something and you're like i don't have this what just happened yeah and because everything you do directly affects your opponents yeah and everything they do directly affects you so your plans are like you all start shaky at best you all start with the same animals but you lay them out randomly on your boards so they're all in a different area one person picks one i've got my two elephants everybody finds their two elephants and they have to move it to a different spot on their board and flip it over that one's done and it works for me because i chose the two elephants and i have a place where i'm putting all my elephants but for you now you you're Elephants are, you're not even working on them. Now you got to throw them into yeah. one of these random spots you have, and they're locked in there for the rest of the game. Then I pick up my rhino, and now it messes up his elephant spot. Yeah. Like it's really good. It's so good, but you can play it simple with the kids. You can teach strategy. You can teach just like, why are you putting it there? What, like, what made you do that? It's just because you like the look of the elephants. That's awesome. Right. Like you can make it as simple or as complex as you want. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it's so good. And I, I have no idea why it's not higher. It's crazy. Oh, this sounds it's like one of those games, games where it's pretty, it's straightforward. Yep. But wow, when it comes to making a choice, that's a difficult choice to make. Yep. And then I you like think you've games. got it and then you've messed it up and you're like, oh my goodness, I was looking at that backwards. <laughs> and you're just, I, I, think I, I think I just burst a blood vessel in my eye. Yes, <laughs> it's so good. It, it definitely- It's one of the best games from last year. Does not deserve Full to be stop. at 2,407. No. Nope. Not at all. That's a shame. Wrong. It's wrong. It is shameful. Well, <laughs> I'm upset that this one is so low because it's my favorite designer. Um, and uh, so for my number two at 2,285, it's a Martin Wallace game. Mm-hmm. And it's Rocket Men. And I haven't played that yet. This is uh, this is a fantastic deck building uh, race game where you're where you're trying to like get your 
get your 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 space team in, installed and get components and get your your rocket on the pad ready to go and mm -hmm. and all these missions and there's like stages first you're doing i think it's a, a um a orbit of the of of earth and then there's objectives that you can hit like a build a space station and build you know certain things and then the next one is the moon and then the next so there's all these kind of uh, levels, incremental levels, as you're getting, you know, stronger and stronger in your deck building, but it's a race to 20 points and whole oh, man, is it, it's one <laughs> of those where I think the, what I love the most about this game. And a lot of the times I hate luck, but mm. I like the ability to go, I'm going to just lean everything in my favor or mm, this is a 50, 50, but if it's high risk, high reward, right? I mean, yep. if you can, if you can understand what you're going in to the decision with, to me, it's rather than, okay, I'm doing everything and I'm going to roll on a dice. And if I roll, right, it's like, ah, yeah. I have no control of that, right? There's no agency. Right. This has one of those decks where you're, you're pulling cards and, and you're progressing or you blow up. And That's you great. have certain cards that be like, oh, I got this card, but I got rocket boosters that I'm going to now engage to, to mitigate nice. this dud of a card and missions continuing. And you're like, Whew, can I get there? Can I get there? And everybody yeah. else is watching going, blow up, blow up, blow up, blow up, yeah. blow up. <laughs> um, it's so much fun and it plays fast. Like I think it plays an hour. I'm looking at the time here. Yeah, nice. 30 to 90 minutes. All right. Depending nice. on, uh, on uh, player count. And uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. There's no complicating this game. It's pretty much, can you afford the good cards in the market? Did you put yourself in a position where you can have good cards in the market? And uh, totally. yeah, yeah. If you if this is the kind of stuff, and I love space theme. So if this is yeah. one of those things that you like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, and it's I don't think it's one of those expensive games. Published by a new a new kid on the block here, Phalanx Games. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah. Oh, I just I've seen something yeah, from them. Yeah, I've seen games with them too. Oh, I just backed Opposite. something lately. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff lately that I've, I've seen their name pop up, and I'm like, yeah, those guys, like Osprey, like three, you know, three, four it. years ago, Osprey, all of a sudden starts popping up these really cool games, yep. and all of a sudden now they're you know uh, uh, got got their own little niche. So totally. All right, we're down to number one. Number one. Okay, so this game is one of the best games I've played this year um, so far. And it's... Um, Shamefully low. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Shamefully low. What is it out here? 2,619. It's just, oh, that's just awful. This game is a small, um, a fairly small game, but packs a big punch. And that's Distant Rabbits Games designer Adrian Kara. Kara Hard, and that's Mantis Falls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this man. game is outstandingly good. Is that game climbing? Do you think I should hope so? It better be. It's yeah. the, one of the best games. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. It, well, for us, it, it showed up in like February or something. Yeah. For us, it's a twenty twenty two. It finally made <laughs> so it up here in the north, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is a two to three player game, and it's a hidden role game. Um, and you wouldn't think oh, hit and roll with two people, three people. It seems kind of weird, right? It yeah. doesn't usually spell that it's going to be great. 
Works. But this game is very good. <laughs> yeah. So the the theme of it is that you're in this town called Mantis Falls, and this is this is taking place in like a 1920s, 30s, 40s noir yeah. style thing, and uh, you've witnessed a murder, and you're trying to leave Mantis Falls on foot. Uh, you're trying to make it through uh, two or three different streets to get to this kind of diner where someone's waiting for you to pick you up and get you out of there before the mob kills you. You guys in your stressful games. Come on. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's, um, and what you, at the beginning of the game, you get dealt out uh, your role. And it's possible in a two or three player game that everybody's on the level. Everyone's a witness to this thing. And you're all just trying to leave and you're all trying to get out of here together cooperatively. However, one of you might be working <laughs> for the mob. Yeah. And, but you never know until it's, generally too late <laughs> and so you're trying to deduce d- depending on who does what and when and how and where like uh, why did they do that that didn't really help us right now that they could have maybe done something better so you're trying to work out whether or not you can trust each other on your little uh journey up the road and it's you can never really quite tell until you're getting right close to the end and things are getting really desperate. And then someone reveals themselves to be this mobster and he tries to whack you. And then you're, you're crawling on the ground, bleeding over to a phone to call, like doing all this cool stuff. It's, Oh, it's amazingly good. One of the smartest things they did in that game to make the two or three player hidden role work is that the cards that you get, the majority of the cards, when you play them, they're going to benefit you but it, it will hurt the other player. And so there's no, there's no getting around hurting the other player. So you can play it off as the only one I have, I have to play it, but But it could be the only one you have, or, or it could be the best of the best of that world. Like you could, someone could hit you for five, but you're playing the one that hits them for one. You know, I love those games. I refer to it as uh, death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cards you can play that you have to reveal what the card says. And then there's other cards that say, don't reveal what the card says. So you have to take them at their word as what they're actually reading to you is true. Yeah. And it's, it's, Oh, it's so good. Looking at their face. Say soundtrack. that again. Say that again. I want to yeah. watch your face. Say that. Right. Right. Yeah. Say Why that. Why is your eye twitching? The eye and say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it comes with its own soundtrack on their website. So you can play this oh. wicked, wicked, wicked noir music. I'm, I'm serious. It's music I'd like to just listen to at any kind of time. It's really, really nice yeah. kind of noir jazz mm. kind of thing going on. This kind of gloomy jazz. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so great. And it, it just runs through as you play the game and it just, it just adds to the atmosphere. It's oh, it's so good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, so, uh, so good. Yeah. The, I'm looking at the, the BGG pictures and uh, the artwork is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. very less, oh. is, very less is more. And right? I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's very good. Everything yeah. about the game is unbelievably like good. staining and fading and oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, Anna Marie, come on, okay. finish it off. Number one, Number one. <laughs> coming in at 2000. Oh, before I do that, the Phalanx games that we were just looking at recently yeah. was Breathwalda. Uh, Breathwalda. That's the one it's on uh, GameFound, yeah. I think, or, or it was, but it looks very good. Anyways, number one, <laughs> um, 2753. <laughs> Shouldn't be there. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame. This is 
Topiary. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. This yep. game is so cute and adorable. And again, looks like you, I again, this is another one that I picked up thinking, oh, this will be great for the kids. They'll love this. And then again, we played it out. Yeah. And we were like, what? So much more <laughs> than a kid's game. It's so much more than a kid's game. There is, again, so much strategy. You've got this grid and you've got tiles. And the tiles, they're topiaries of, of varying sizes, but five in each group. So you'll have like five dinosaurs varying from short to tall, but it's the same image and you'll have you know elephants or like geometric shapes and you've got to try to position them um lowest to highest so that you can uh so that people coming to visit the garden can see every like the most they can see from one angle and so you're placing your little meeple guys your visitors um at different spots in the garden and then placing tiles and flipping them over and you can place them on the corner of a tile so you can yeah. go diagonally through a chunk of the the garden and then i think there's like 40 or 50 different viewing points. Yeah, and you- That you can try to pick from for different angles at what you're looking at. And for the different player counts, you're taking out at random certain tiles. So you don't know mm. what tiles are out. So you might be waiting for that fifth dinosaur and it just might never come because it's not there. And it, uh, it's, there is so much strategy in the game mm -hmm. and it's so much fun. It's and great. it And it's gorgeous. It looks really nice on the, on the table and- It looks cute. It, it's and it is cute. It's it so is. cute, it's but it's a thinky game. Yeah, because you can when you're placing your tiles and placing your uh, meeples, like you're trying to decide on whether or not I want to do something that's really good for me, or do I want to block what I'm see them trying to do. Yeah, I see something's happening yeah. here. They're trying to line up like a major scoring thing. I think I'm gonna you know take less points now to stop that. Yeah, yeah. Getting to its maximum, and you yeah. kind of yeah, you're blocking each other, and oh, it's really good. It's very good. Sounds like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of game. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's nasty. It's a nasty it's game. Like, yeah, yeah you're 100%. Little animals out of bushes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. They're going to eat you. Yeah. Ah. It's a cute theme on a on a tactical and... Yeah. And, uh, There's so yeah, much. So, yeah, it's very good. I those, really like that game. I'll, you had made that point that I love those games that can bridge the younger player and the and the experienced player, right? Yes. And and have them both be engaged. So yeah, 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, my number one uh, card game. Yeah, card game. And it's part <laughs> of that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have that. Uh, but that Z man series where the first Arboretum came in and spy and okay, right? There's yeah. a, there was that set. Uh, this is one of those sets. And uh, it is uh, part of me is like, don't don't do the accent because my wife would be like, oh, you do such a bad one. Um, it's Lords <laughs> of Scotland. And oh, uh, you should have done the accent. Do it. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, ach, no. yeah. We uh, we actually went to went to Scotland for our honeymoon, and uh, the 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 funniest thing is like I'd point out and go, hey, we have those, and the guys, it's a Highland coo. I'm like, Highland coo. A cow. Yes, a coo. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, I got it. All right. They're gorgeous. There's no vowels here. Okay, I got no, it. <laughs> I love them. They're so pretty. Um, uh, yeah, Lords of Scotland is, uh, yeah, you're basically vying for control of Scotland and and your clans are fighting. And uh, it's, a, again, I, I must love these races to a certain point threshold, but it's a mm -hmm. race to 40 points and uh, you have kind of 
five rounds uh, and you've got this, uh, these five cards in front. And, and I mean, without getting into a review, you have different cards with different powers and numbers from one to, I think it's 12. And uh, as you start playing these numbers, that threshold starts to drop. Like if I play a, a 10, well, you can't play anything above 10. You got to go lower. Ooh, right? Okay. Nice. And so it depends when you pop this, like, oh, I'm going to play, you know, a, a McTavish six. And everyone's like, oh, okay, <laughs> right. Um, the cool part of this game is it's a skirmish game. You're fighting each other, right? You're, you're trying cool. to like pound each other. And it's a... I mean, as long as you understand, you're going in and you're going to be stealing cards. You're going to be killing cards. Um, you're, you're like, it's a toe to toe. And there's three things. You either put it in your tableau and show people, here's the strength of this guy that at the end of this five rounds, we're going to fight and we're going to see who has the most points. Here's my guy. Or you can put it face down, right? And the ones that you put face up, if it's, if it's the uh, highest power, if it's the highest number, right? you get to activate its card power. And that's when you get to mess with stuff. This cool. is such a fun game. That sounds uh, amazing. If you like that kind of, you know, knife fight in a phone booth kind of thing, yep. because yep. this is uh, it, a 35 minute game, right? And cool. it is one of those, uh, it's like, okay, uh, it's not one of those at the end of your round, you bring up your hand. No, 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 no. You have your hand. And if you want to use one of your turns to just get a card out of the market and start to build your hand, you're going to be missing out on putting dudes into the fight, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. how, how important are these points? Because each round you get a different amount of points. So it's like, oh man, this is like two points. This is like, nah, that's this, that I, I might throw, you know, like a little weakling in and it's right. I mean, you, it's so tactical and so much fun for round for round that, uh, I've never been disappointed by this game, and it is at 2,027. That sounds wrong. Mm, yep. Come on. Awesome. Come on. Maybe that's a typo. And I, and I dare you not to have a bad accent when you play this game. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. For sure. Oh, yeah. We Have you played Shot and Totten? Yeah, we have that one. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> the artwork is so gorgeous. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I'm, I'm accenting the whole time. Yeah. Oh, every, all the time. Absolutely. Loss! Loss! <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lords of Scotland, I, I, it's, it's like a $20 game, $25 game. Nice. It's, it's one of those yeah. things that it must be in someone's collection. So this was, well, I don't know about you guys, but this was an interesting list to go great. through. because It was. This is the... This is the disrespected list. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Well, and then, but to your point, let's bring it full circle, Norm. Yeah. To your point at the beginning, there's, it, it speaks to the fact that there are so many good games out there. Yep. That these games are this low. Yeah. Like, don't they get caught be. with the hype. I mean, I, uh, the hotness, everyone's on this hotness. Like, no, there's so many good games out there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. As I'm looking at two brand new games. That oh, there's nothing wrong with the hotness. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just that there are still, but don't there's the pre-hotness or the yeah. post-hotness, I guess. <laughs> They're still hot. They're still yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> They're just simmering. That's it. That didn't come out the way I was hoping it would, but I you know, know what? I mean. It worked. It worked. <laughs> like fine wine. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. There you go. I like that one. Nice. That's a very good Kelowna quote. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
Um, uh, and speaking of, uh, as we're fading out here, let us uh, let people know what's going on and where you can be found and what you guys do. Yeah, again, it's been Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon out here in Kelowna, BC. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Meeple Dungeon, on YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon. Uh, our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. You can find our podcast and all the major podcasting sites the meeple dungeon podcast a lot of the meeple dungeon yep. <laughs> so, you know. across the board you search anything the meeple dungeon you'll find us yeah. <laughs>are at that time of the episode where i like to say thank you so much for listening and uh, always thank big huge thank you to the meeple dungeon for uh coming on and being part of the council of cardboard and uh that being said i'm your host norm and we'll catch you later This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and you can find more about the podcast on Twitter at BC Board Gamers, and you can find the podcast on YouTube by searching Cardboard Conjecture and on Board Game Geek Guild number 4045. If you wish to contact the podcast, you can email norm at cardboardconjecture.com. Thanks, eh?